Welcome to Medicare for All Explained. This podcast will enlighten our listeners and dispel the distortions that surround Medicare for All. Medicare for All Explained is produced in collaboration with Physicians for a National Health Program and is hosted and produced by Joe Sparks. I'm your host, Joe Sparks. This is Episode 22, Mothers for Medicare for All, Part 2. In Part 1, Ms. Grimm ended with this. And the moment you're born, you should be given a health care card. And I hope to see the day where every child born in this country is given a Medicare card, and they have it until their first breath to their last breath. In Part 2, we continue the conversation with Ms. Grimm as she explains her decision to start Mothers for Medicare for All and her plans for the organization. I would like to shift gears a bit. So you took another step in being an advocate. You're starting your own organization, Mothers for Medicare for All. Could you please talk about that? And why did you choose that name? Well, there's a lot of great names that I could have chosen. One of the things that I think that we can all thank Senator Bernie Sanders for is that he really turned Medicare for All into a household phrase. And he he took that phrase and people, one, understand what Medicare is. We all pretty much understand what it is. A lot of people get Medicare and Medicaid confused, but they they pretty much know what Medicare is. And most adults, anyway, know that they're going to get Medicare when they turn 65, especially adults over the age of 50. They start dreaming about it, you know, and they're like, oh, I've got to wait 15 years to be on Medicare. One of the reasons why I determined that mothers are great advocates. We are certainly not the only advocates for um, comprehensive health care reform. There have been a lot of amazing organizations doing great work throughout the country, doing it a lot longer than I've been doing it since our organization is very new. Physicians for a National Health Program is a grassroots organization and very sophisticated organization that has been fighting this fight for comprehensive health care for the United States since, I think, 1986. There's a new organization that's starting up called Business for Medicare for All. And I really felt like one of the missing components in um, fighting for comprehensive health care reform was we needed a movement by mothers. And when I walked the halls of Children's Hospital with my son, for my son, I know that when kids are admitted, that the majority of the the people spending the night in the hospitals with their kids are mothers, they're women, and grandmothers, and um, we are the ones who are advocating for our kids, and um, we are the ones who are always going to worry about our kids, right? So my son is going to grow up someday. He's going to become an age right now. He can stay on our employer-based insurance until he's 26, thanks to the Affordable Care Act. That was one of the great provisions it provided. But when my son turns 27, he is no longer going to be able to be on our employer-based insurance. And that is a day that, as a mother, I dread. Because I won't be able to look at my son and guarantee that he will have health care. Access with no barriers and 
when I think about um, mothers, we're always going to worry about our kids. And I've taken care of him throughout his life. And I've memorized his life, right? So I know it better than anybody else. And what I know about mothers is that we have a stamina and a determination in us that you don't find in very, very few other places where you find a stamina like a mother's love, right? And I think that a mother's love uh, reaches the heart, hearts and minds of human beings. And no matter how much people disagree with me about my views on healthcare, and I've been called a radical, I get called a radical all the time. You're a radical. And I just look at people with love and kindness. And I say, yes, I am a radical, but I've earned the right to be a radical. I've walked the floors of children's hospitals and seen things and heard things and experienced things and watched things and suffered and watched my son suffer and I have the right to be a radical. And I believe that mothers have a power. We have a power to communicate and people lean into us. And every time I say, you know, those things that I've earned the right to be a radical, people, they just lean into me. And I believe that we can collectively form a movement, and this is what I'm working on um, at this moment, to put together a coalition of mothers all over the country to rise up and say enough is enough. Enough is enough. The barriers to coverage, the suffering. Um, you see, Joe, I believe that we are a nation um, in regards to healthcare and many other areas of public policy. I believe that we have a bunch of leaders in Washington and a bunch of leaders at the state who normalize human suffering. And because we have leaders who normalize human suffering, and they think it's perfectly okay that we have 30 million people, around 30 million people without health insurance, that this is okay. It's not okay. And when we have leaders who normalize human suffering, what do we do in return? We teach the people who are suffering to normalize their human suffering. It's wrong. And so right now, the nation is fighting over health care. It's like, if you imagine our nation as one big, huge living room, right? Everyone's on the floor of the living room, and they're fighting. And what do the mothers do best? They walk into the living room, and they break up fight, right? And they say, enough is enough. We're going to solve these problems. We're going to get along, and we're going to do what? The right thing. And so that's what Mothers for Medicare for All is planning on doing. We are going to build a national movement of mothers to advocate. And no mother is going to be left out of this narrative. All mothers from all walks of life will be welcome. And not only are they welcome, but all mothers from all walks of life are needed in this movement. So. How would somebody join your organization? <laughs> well, right now we are putting together um, all of those mechanisms. We are brand new. So you are getting to um, interview me on this podcast while all the infrastructure of our organization is being organized and put together. We are having a website built. And so you can follow us on Twitter right now and follow us on Facebook at Mothers for Medicare for All. And you can watch social media for our announcements and for our official launch. It's going to be exciting. And so 
We want to have a coalition in every state, and we want to go into every demographic. I didn't mention this earlier, but part of my advocacy led me to be a healthcare advocate in public housing in my community. And the uninsured, the individuals in public housing are in a very bad situation in regards to their health care. So if you're in public housing, more than likely your children qualify for Medicaid. And if you live in public housing, you are eligible for some type of Medicaid and some type of health insurance. Your children are eligible for Medicaid. But the federal government gives a very impoverished child a terrible 19th birthday gift. So when you turn 19, you age out of the federal Medicaid program, the state Medicaid program. And so we have kids who are living sometimes in abject poverty. They lose their health care when they're 19. And the mother loses health care when her last child typically turns 19. And oftentimes she loses it way sooner than that. So I want to go into vulnerable communities and be an advocate for Medicare for All. And I want to build a national coalition in communities all over the nation. So the best way to do it is just to follow us on social media. And um, when we get our website up and running, we will have a volunteer section where you can volunteer and you can give us your information so that we can keep in contact with you. And we are looking forward to doing a lot of community forums and town halls. And most of all, we wanted to create a space with Mothers for Medicare for All for mothers to tell their stories. And we're going to have some creative ways where we can tell our stories. We're going to educate mothers because if we can educate mothers across the country and and we can educate them about Medicare for All, one, that it's doable, and two, it must be done, but also we can educate them on how to become advocates for their own families, for their own communities, to educate them in specific ways on how to reach out to their representatives, to advocate for our kids. But the amazing thing about Mothers for Medicare for All, it's not just about our families. It's not just about our kids. Mothers for Medicare for All is for everyone. We are advocating for comprehensive, single-payer health insurance for all people residing in the United States. And Mothers for Medicare for All believes that access to high-quality health care coverage is a basic human right and that it should be provisioned without barriers as a public service rather than some type of for-profit commercial product that is only available to an exclusive group. So we are going to educate, equip, and guide mothers and the general public to form a collective movement of advocates to help usher in a high-quality, publicly-funded comprehensive health care coverage program. Our program is nonpartisan. It's going to be volunteer-based. And our work is going to be supported by individuals who basically feel compelled to give out of their own generosity. And we're going to have a very grassroots movement where people can get together and tell their stories You know, one of the things about being a mom with a son who has been really, really sick over the years, you get lonely. I'm going to be very honest. Sometimes you feel like nobody really understands what I'm going through. Your child is sick. You get isolated. 
And so one of the things is I would like for mothers who really walk to all the children's hospitals and really, and even mothers who have to take care of their children beyond childhood, right? That we would find each other and we band together and we have a power within a collective movement of mothers and we can be a force for love and good and we can be radical about healthcare reform. People are very afraid of this notion of being radical about healthcare reform. Like I said, I own the right to be a radical, but also when you look at any major movement in the United States or throughout the world, when we have made extraordinary change for the betterment of societies at any level, it has taken the radicals to do it. So the radicals go first and everyone follows behind. And so I'm just so thrilled to have had this opportunity to speak with you today about Mothers for Medicare for All, even though we're such a new organization and we are really in the startup phase of getting getting things started, getting things going. There is going to be a donate site on our website, and I hope that by the time this podcast is posted that we can have our website fully up and running, but there will be a donate site where people can give $4 a month. We need some money. We need money to buy supplies and, and resources that we can educate. And we got to get on the road. I can't wait to get on the road and go across this country and talk to mothers, to look at them and to speak to them and to inspire them that not only can this be done, but will it be done? Yes, it will be done. And I really believe that the mothers have a power that is really, really has not been tapped into for this issue. And so that's why I started the organization. I just felt like maybe with the Physicians for National Health Program and with Business for Medicare for All that we could be kind of the, be a force together and fill that space of advocacy that needs to be filled in our own unique way. And um, I'm so excited. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I don't go to bed till like midnight. I'm so excited because the change is going to come. What we're doing is not sustainable. And no matter what politician on either side of the aisle says, when they say that, say that this can't be done comprehensively, um, they need to reexamine their positions. They need to educate themselves. And most importantly, they need to go home and they need to think about my son and my son's surgeon. And they need to think about how their views on being milk toast or lukewarm about healthcare reform is hurting tens of millions of people. But it's not only hurting tens of millions of people, it's hurting all of us. And I believe that the United States has one of the best healthcare systems in regards to how we have providers and we have brilliant, brilliant minds. And we have some of the best physicians, some of the best programs of research in the world. And we are impeding our ability to lead the globe in medical discovery. I always find it interesting that we have all of these organizations across the country fighting to find cures for cancer. And we need more of those organizations to rise up and call for single payer, call for Medicare for All. It is the best path forward. I want to see the day where my son's surgeon staff, right now his nurses, 
and nurses all across the country spend between two and a half to three hours a day on average fighting with employer-based insurance to get their patients across the state lines for care or to fight with an insurance company to get get the pharmaceutical, the drug therapies and the pharmaceutical therapies that their patients need. They're spending almost three hours a day. Our son's hematologist, her nurse that manages her office, that I spend almost three hours a day fighting with insurance companies to get these kids the care that they need. And this is on employer-based insurance, kids with the Medicaid pro- Medicaid program coverage. And this is insanity. This is insanity. And so if I want to amplify anything today, I want to cure for my son's condition. I want to cure for cancer. I want to cure for all of these rare conditions that all of these millions and millions of people suffer from every year. I don't want any child to ever have to go through their lifetime knowing that they may have a hundred surgeries in their lifetime, right? One of the, the most profound stories was that when my son was having his first surgery, I met a little girl who was seven years old and she was having her 100th surgery. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And I think about that little girl and the nurses had decorated her pre-surgery room and they had streamers and balloons. And I thought, you know, in my advocacy, I think about that child and I think, what if our son's surgeon and his brilliant research team to find a cure for the conditions that affect kids like my son, we would have a time in our in our country where we could have medical innovation without barriers. That's what can happen when we have Medicare for All. That's why I fight um, very hard, and I'm fighting very hard, and I'm just beginning. And as I say on social media from time to time, the mothers are on their way. And we are going to usher in a movement of getting to the heart and the soul of this country. And we hope to inspire change. And all of the mothers out there that don't know about us, I can't wait to meet you. And you can message us, email us, get a hold of our website. We want to talk to you. We want to hear your stories. We want to stand together. We want to lock arms. And we want to walk figuratively all over this nation together. And most of all, we want to look at our leaders. And we want to say, enough is enough. We are a great nation. Time to change. We can do this. We can literally, the best news of the day is that we can save trillions of dollars and cover everyone. Everyone will have access to health care, comprehensive health care without barriers. And we're going to get to do that. It's amazing news. Everyone's going to be comprehensively covered. And we're going to save money on health care. And anybody who tells you that's not possible is not telling the truth. So that's the great thing about mothers. Typically, we are truth tellers. And we are truth tellers. As mothers, we tell the truth. So we're coming with all of our love. We're coming with the truth. We're going to come with our brilliance. And we are going to collectively create a movement in this country led by mothers. And we are going to get this done. And we are going to work with national partners, with physicians, nurses, 
people who are in the trenches every day. And I like to tell people that even the billionaires need what I'm fighting for. Even the billionaires need what I'm fighting for. Because do you know what you can't buy if you're a billionaire? You can't buy medical discovery. You see, to have sound medical discovery, we need each other. We need all of us. And this is about finding cures for things. This is about our shared humanity. And this is about seeing healthcare as a human right. Well, Kristen, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I look forward to the day when we have comprehensive health care and those cures. Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being on Medicare for All Explained. Well, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you. You have been listening to Medicare for All Explained. Information about this podcast can be found at our website, medicareforallexplained.org. The music for this show is Super Bubbly by Jesse Spillane. The logo was created by Lily Sparks. Thank you for listening.